This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 69, Jumping and the Dog Training Model. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey, everybody. How are you today? I want to continue our conversation from last week on the ABCs of dog training, but I want to change the topic from barking to jumping. We are using the ABC model to address jumping today, and next time we will use the same model to talk about puppy biting and mouthing. I'm hoping by giving concrete examples in each of these areas, we will all be better able to apply the concepts in the model on a regular basis, which will help our dogs choose better behavior. So do any of you have a dog who jumps? Do they jump on guests when they see another dog maybe? to get your attention perhaps? Does your dog surf the counters for food or put their paws up on things you'd rather they not? But first, how are things going at your house? So we said goodbye to Boots Yoshi this weekend. He is currently at team training with his new handler and they are rocking it. We are so proud of them and I wish them the very best. Boots has been our demo dog here at Baxter and Bella for classes the past few years as I've trained him and the place is a little empty without him. I absolutely love training the service dogs and I view it as a way I can give back, but it's still hard to part ways when the time comes. Good news for all of you though, our new puppy in training arrives in May. Thank you Camden Lane Labradoodles and Janessa for prepping our puppies so well. We are so excited to meet them. I plan on shooting a lot of new footage with this little puppy, so get ready for some site updates. We can't wait. As a review for today's topic, Please check out episode number 56, How to Solve Any Dog Training Problem, as well as episode number 68, Barking and the Dog Training Model. If you've already listened to these, you will recognize the ABCs of dog training, and this formula is very useful to change any behavior our dog may exhibit. Today, again, I want to apply this model to jumping. So let's review quickly that the ABCs of training and what that is, A, is what happens before, in this case, our dog jumps. B would be the dog jumping. C is what happens right after our dog jumps. So the A and the C pieces are what we need to focus on to change the B or the behavior of our dog. Now my favorite place to focus is on the A, which we call the antecedent. That's whatever happens before my dog jumps. Why? If I can redirect before they practice it, it never becomes a problem and it definitely does not develop into a habit. Now think about that for just a second. If we focus only on the C, the consequence, whatever happens after my dog jumps, the jumping is still being practiced. And if I get stuck there, I'm in this never ending cycle of dealing with the behavior after it happens. So the dog is practicing it, I'm dealing with it. The dog practices it, I'm dealing with it. I really wanna get out of that cycle if I can. If I can intervene before the jumping happens, the behavior does not get practiced. And that's a huge win as we discussed last time. I know that sounds great, but how do we do it, right? Let me walk you through the process as it is important to know what to do when your dog jumps and then how to stay ahead of it the next time. For learning purposes, let's just take a specific example. Let's say when your dog jumps on the sofa while you want to relax and watch a show. In this scenario, I'm sitting on the couch, my dog comes over and jumps up to be with me. My only option at this point is to focus on the C, the consequence, because the jumping already happened. So I interrupt with a sound or a cue, or a touch to the side, off of the sofa, of course. I can then reward my dog for the touch and ask for another desired behavior like a downstay. 
Duration helps the dog connect rewards with the downstay, not the jump that happened moments ago. The goal now is to totally change the brain channel onto something else. Maybe this is an alternative behavior, like a go to bed or crate with a favorite chew. Maybe I tether my dog to a table leg or another anchor and give them a toy. These things get my dog thinking about something else and prevent them from coming back to repeat the jumping behavior. This redirecting is where the A comes in, and now I'm in prevention mode. I don't want my dog to go back to the jumping behavior, so I prevent and train new behavior. I am a huge believer in setting my dog up for success. You guys know that if you've listened to my podcast long enough. If I don't want them to jump on the sofa, I prevent them from doing so by gating off the area when I'm not able to train, keeping my dog tethered to me or other sturdy items away from the sofa, and I employ daily crate time with chews. Then I make a note to say, okay, my dog needs some training around this. Let's set up some sessions. So I'll set up some training sessions around the sofa so I can teach my dog what to do when they see me sitting on the couch. I pay the dog for good behavior and that tends to get repeated, which is success. So what does that training session look like? I like to teach my dogs to settle on their beds when I'm sitting on the couch. You can pick anything you want, really. Choose something that you want your dog to do and we can help you train that. So let's say that we wanna teach our dog to go to bed. I would train that behavior separately, then as my dog gets better at it, I would proceed to practicing it while I'm watching a show. Commercials make great brain breaks where you can release your dog from the bed and then play tug for a minute or two, then go back to the behavior when the show returns. And I go back and forth with that, just building out that nice long go to bed behavior so my dog can relax on cue. To be effective, I need to teach, train, and cue this go to bed behavior before I sit down. I must have this plan in mind as I anticipate me sitting on the sofa may cause my dog to want to jump on the sofa as well. So instead, I give them a job to do first, then I sit down and relax. Make sense? Now in the meantime, I limit access to the sofa during the day so my dog doesn't practice jumping on it when I can't be right there to train. I set time aside daily to work on the training, and then as my dog improves, we can allow access on a limited basis and continue until my dog starts going to their bed automatically when I approach the sofa. Preventing and managing while you teach new behavior is the fastest route to success. Now, yes, there will be times when the jumping happens, you weren't able to prevent it, so we handle the C side of the ABCs by interrupting right away, then redirecting. But do your best to remain on the A side of the ABCs as to prevent habits from forming. If you see your dog wanting to jump on a person to say hello, interrupt before they get to the person. You can anticipate what they will do when they get there, so give them a better job to do before you are required to react on the C side of things. Make sense? So if my dog's going up to a person and I know that my dog will possibly jump on that person, I'm trying to proactively give my dog a task to do such as a sit-stay so that they can't get to that person and jump on them. Okay, I'm also using a leash as my management tool to make sure that my dog doesn't reach the person. If you see your dog wanting to jump on the counter, interrupt before they get to the counter. So if I know my dog gets to the kitchen and they look around and they start to sniff that counter and their nose goes up in the upward direction, I know what they're thinking, right? Especially if they've done this before or tried it before, I can now anticipate my dog might jump on the counter. So try to get there before they jump on the counter. You see them looking at the counter. That's the moment I'm interrupting. So and I give them a task to do before I'm required to then react to the seaside where their paws are already on the counter, right? So I see my dog looking at the counter. Hey, puppy touch, puppy come, puppy down, puppy sit, stay, whatever I want to ask my dog to do. But I'm giving them a job to do before they can then go and put paws on the counter. 
All right, that's so nice, you guys. Now, once you understand this as a trainer, just as a reminder, daily life with your dog improves. If you can try to stay one step ahead of them, give them tasks, teach them what to do, and reward them for the good behavior, you'll see the good behavior repeated more often. So teach your dog the important basics. Train them to do a basic sit and down stay, go to bed or mat work are also favorites of mine. And we teach you how to do all of this in our online puppy school. So if you need help, please reach out to us. We are happy to teach you how to do these things with your dogs. And we can also help you proof these behaviors. So you can check it out at baxterandbella.com if you need some help. Next time we are applying the same concept to biting and mouthing. So put on your training caps and see if you can figure out what I'm going to say ahead of time. I'm on spring break next week, so I'll talk to you in two. Have a great week, you guys. Happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com, to contact me. 